in today's show. I'm looking ahead to a jam-packed 12-game Wednesday in the NBA, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PricePix. Check out PricePix.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PricePix is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. It's 12 games on Wednesday, so I'm going to tell you what I'm watching for in those games. I'm going to give you some stream options, but again, it's probably not worth using a waiver ad when there are 12 games on when you've probably already got a full roster. Focus your ads, focus your brain on the Thursday game, Detroit and Orlando. So anyone who's available, who's going to play, Killian Hayes, RJ Hampton, Gary Harris, Terrence Ross, Kelly Olenek, maybe, Isaiah Livers, maybe, like Corey Joseph. These guys, these are great streams. Mo Wagner, these are great streams for Thursday. You have two teams to pick from. You've just got to find out who plays. Now, it might be an idea to wait to see with Detroit, with Isaiah Stewart back, who misses? Is it Livers or is it Olenek? One of those guys is going to have value on Thursday. One of them's not. Is Diallo maybe an option for Thursday? Look, this is what you need to be focusing on rather than streaming for Wednesday. Hey, still watch this show. I love having you here. But just, I would use my ads for Thursday rather than a day like today, unless there's just a great option out there on your wire. And after that, awesome, inspiring intro. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) First game. The Hawks and the Hornets. Well, we want to see Bogdan Bogdanovich, whose last um, last couple of games haven't been particularly good. He's been falling off a little bit. So let's see if he can get some of that efficiency back. Last game, he played just 24 minutes. John Collins is out again. So that does help the value of Danilo Gallinari and DeAndre Hunter. Gallinari missed last game, but he's probable for this one. So Hunter, who had two steals, two blocks last game, probably won't play at the four. It'll be Gallinari. But both of those guys can be options without being great guys. Again, with all of the caveats about streaming on a 12-game day, um, there is some value there with Johnny Collins out. For the Hornets, Gordon Haywood will remain out. James Booknight is probably back. But I want to see whether Isaiah Thomas gets that backup role over Booknight. Thomas has been scoring okay. Maybe you get double-digit points for him, which in a 16-team league might have appeal. Again, hard to stream on a day like today. But we want to see whether Thomas fits in over Booknight or not. And then Mason Plumley, who put up you know, a very interesting line last game. A lot of blocks and assists and rebounds and poor scoring and bad free throws. But it's more just like what's happening with PJ Washington, Montrez Harrell, who's playing very low minutes most games, under 20 most games. Washington struggled the last couple. I still would hold Washington over Plumley, but they're both very fringe sort of players. The Sixers and the Cavs. The thin broomstick, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. 
T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Um, he started to turn it around and then was bad against Denver. Can we see how, I want to see again, the Harris and Maxi dynamic. Who's the guy? Who's the third option? Can anyone establish himself? So far, it's been Maxi yeah, 75% of the time. And can Harris do something that makes me get excited? That'll be good. And then Matisse Thibel. I apparently, not apparently, I did forget to mention about how good his defensive game was against the Nuggets yesterday. I apologize. He was great. A plethora of steals, a huge amount of blocking, six steals and three blocks or two blocks. That's great. When he does that, that's awesome. We love it. And that you know, gives you great value for the week. The problem is, is he does nothing else in so many other areas that he is really a specialist there and it can be up and down. But that was an awesome performance. If you do roster him, that's exactly why you do. I'd be inclined after he gave you that sort of game that maybe you'd consider dropping him. He's given me my weekly production of steals and blocks. Let's get some other categories in now. Eh, it's something I would consider at least. But his minutes are fine. But just the inconsistency is really hard to deal with. For Cleveland, Darius Garland's last two to three games have been pretty poor in terms of efficiency. No Jarrett Allen to bail him out around the rim. And Karis LeVert working his way back. I think Garland's going to be fine, but I'd like to see a little bit more efficiency. Wade, Allen, and Rondo are all out of this game for Cleveland. So there's another opportunity for Karis LeVert to hopefully play a little bit more than last game. He had 25 minutes in the overtime game. Surely we get pushing up to mid to high 20s. But how the Love and Levert and marketing minutes work out, I don't know. It's been very inconsistent with Cleveland. They actually started Lamar Stevens, if you can believe it, in the last game. Now, he only played like 11 minutes. But will they start with him again? Or will it be Levert sliding in there? Will Love start next to marketing? They've got a few options of what they can do. And we want to see exactly what they do do there. Let's go to the next one. It is the Nuggets and the Wizards. The big stiffy, Bones Highland. He was great against Philadelphia, scored really well. I'd love for them to give him that sort of role every night. He played 31 minutes. I don't know that I fully trust that yet. But if Aaron Gordon has to miss, he's questionable with an illness, then Bones probably does get a little bit more playing time. Pushing Will Barton to the three. I also want to watch Farton Will Barton, whose last two games since returning from an ankle have been great. 20 points in both of those. And that solidifies him as a 12-team league guy for now, who was struggling before that. Let's see, can he keep that going? How does the Barton-Bones combination work? Do they work together very often? Uh, that's, that's a big thing, I think. And then for Washington, I don't know what goes on with this rotation. Denny Avdia played 19, 11, 14, and then 29 minutes. Like, make sense of it. Sadoransky had 19, 20, 16, then 6. Okay. Corey Kispert played 34, 39, then 20. Like, it's all over the place. Avdia should definitely be getting minutes over Sadoransky. They should just be seeing what he can provide. But they don't, and that's frustrating. He's not a 12-team league guy, but maybe there's stream value there. Well, Kyle Kuzma, the minutes he was playing like 36 a night. 32, 30, and 31 the last three games. They've lost four in a row. They've lost five out of their last six. They've lost seven out of their last nine. And Kuzma has started to drop off. That's probably a cause of them losing, is he because he was playing out of his mind. Can Kuzma get some of that form back? Or is he going to settle instead of being that top 30 guy he was, back to being top 70? Or maybe, as he was for the first two months of the season, outside the top 100. It is worth paying some attention to see where, the, where Kuzma sort of fits from here on out. But if you want to take a look at Kuzma's production and maybe maybe do something good with it, Price Picks is the place to go. Because Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Every player that you can think of, you can choose their player props on Price Picks and just put them together. 
So what he did is you get two, two to five players, choose their props, whether it's Kuzma's points or Porzingis' threes or Avdia's steals, put them into one lineup, and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. It doesn't have to be from the one team. It doesn't have to be from the one game. It doesn't even have to be from the one sport. You can throw other sports in there, hockey, college, basketball, push them all together into one lineup. It's fast, it's easy, and it is safe. And right now, we've got a great offer for all users. Price Picks is an exclusive no-brainer of an offer. You get 50 bucks for free. If a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, but you must use the code NBA. That's right. It's an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. So sign up today and use the code NBA. 50 bucks for free. If a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Let's go on to the Portland Trailblazers. They're taking on the New York Knickerbockers. And we have some good news here. Justice Winslow has been upgraded to questionable. That is some good news. Whether he plays or not, I have no idea. Whether he gets his starting job straight back over Trenton Watford, I don't know. But we will find out, won't we? So watching the Watford, Eubanks, Winslow, Greg Brown, minutes distribution is going to be pretty interesting, I think, to see which direction they start to go. Um... Also, Brandon Williams will almost definitely, you would think, start at point guard. And yeah, probably hurt your efficiency a lot. But with no Anthony Simons, he's going to get big opportunities. And there is value in having those opportunities on your team. And being a guy that's just going to maybe score 20 points and have six assists, maybe get a steal, maybe hit two threes and shoot 30%, of course. But there's value in getting the volume in. So watching... The front court with Winslow back or Winslow maybe back, how they use him. And then Brandon Williams. Can you do something to get some efficiency? For the Knicks, Alec Burke's minutes are pretty secure. Now he's going to have some stinking nights. He's going to shoot 20% a lot of the time, which is crap, obviously. But rebounds, steals, assists, threes, he can do all that. I think he's a 12-team league guy, but I'd like to see a bit of efficiency. Well, the diseased scrotum of Fournier played 34 minutes last game. That's after four straight games of under 30. I don't trust him a single second. But again, if you are looking for maybe someone to score you 20 points and hit four threes, there's not many of those guys on the wire. Now, he's probably one of them, but the chances of doing it aren't that high, I wouldn't have thought. Dallas and the Nets. Muxy Kleber had a crazy line last time out with zero points and 13 rebounds and I think three blocks. We know if you want threes and you want blocks, Muxy can be a guy to do that. He will come off the bench behind Dwight Powell, but will probably play more minutes than Dwight Powell. So let's see how he goes. Well, Dorian Finney-Smith is in the middle of a real hot streak. Huge minutes, good efficiency, scoring well, taking advantage of absences of Porzingis, obviously long-term, and playing at the four is helping Finney-Smith. There is some real value in him, and he is a 12-team league guy. For the Nets, there will be no um, LaMarcus Aldridge. It is a back-to-back for them. Seth Curry is going to miss Tuesday. So we don't know whether he's going to play on Wednesday, but no Aldridge, no Simmons. Kyrie will be out as well on Wednesday against Dallas. So Andre Drummond, the big avocado, there's a big opportunity for him to hopefully play 26 minutes with Claxton getting the rest and putting up some good numbers. And then with Kyrie out, with maybe Seth out, the Shark, Bruce Brown. Baby shark, Until Simmons comes back, which literally might be the end of the season, Brown is going to play a pretty strong role and play pretty good minutes. Simmons' absence is really going to boost the value of Drummond and Brown because playing Simmons with those two guys is pretty iffy. But he's out, so who cares? 
So these guys are going to be able to get their minutes in and get some good numbers going, I would expect. The Suns, the Rockets, Jay Crowder. I don't know why I put down that I wanted to watch him. There's not a huge amount I want to watch here. Um, we know Cam Johnson's out. Sorry, that's not true. We know Cam Johnson's out for Tuesday. I don't know whether he will play Wednesday. I doubt that he will. So Crowder's going to play good minutes. He's going to be pretty productive, I'm guessing. And he's turning into a really strong 12-team league guy. I also want to watch Aaron Holiday, who in the game against the Lakers, that they smacked them, he put up some good numbers. Now, I think that's largely garbage time stuff from Holiday, but maybe not. Let's watch it. For the Rockets, Dennis Schroeder is off the injury report, while Eric Gordon is questionable with that knee issue. I just want to see Josh Christopher play. I don't need to see Eric Gordon. I don't need to see Dennis Schroeder. I just don't. I want to see Christopher out there playing his 20-odd minutes. But they took him out of the rotation so they could play Schroeder and Christopher, which is horrendous coaching. I don't think we're looking at Christopher as a 12-team league guy, but we are watching to see where he goes. And then I also want to watch the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. Tate, I think, is a 12-team drop. Played 20 minutes last game. KJ Martin played more minutes than him, and that should be the way that they go. I know someone you know, said, oh, you're a dickhead. Oh, yeah. Words to that effect. Yeah. You, you say Tate's not part of their core. He's old. Yeah, He's only 26. I know he's only 26, but when you're 26 and you're a role player like that, your peak is in the next year or two, and this Rockets team is not peaking in the next year or two. He is not a guy that's got tremendous upside. He's already past that upside growth phase of his career. Um, and what I think he is, is like an eighth man on a good team. And this team is not going to be a good team for three to four years. And Tate by then will be 30. And I don't think he's worth seeing how he fits with Porter or with Green or with Sheng. Like He's fine to have around, but let's see what KJ can do. Not I don't think KJ is going to be a starting player moving forward, but he's got more of a bloody chance of being a contributing factor on a good Rockets team than what Tate does. And we've seen that start to twist towards um, KJ at this point. Whether it happens or not, I don't know, but I do want to see where Tate's minutes lie. For the Lakers, they take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. LeBron James, will he play? He's dealing with his knee problem, probably will. Will he try on defense? Probably not. Um, he's putting up great fantasy numbers. We know this because he's playing so many minutes and just doing everything on this squad. And that's great for us, but it's not good for the Lakers. I also want to watch Austin Reeves, who only played 17 minutes against the Raptors after playing 30-plus for three of the previous six games. Where he fits on this rotation is something we want to watch because he was putting up fringe 12-team value in those minutes. Now, if he plays 17, of course, he's nowhere near it. And I wouldn't be looking at him as a guy that I want to roster. But there's something to pay attention to. For the Wolves, I honestly don't expect Jaden McDaniels to play. We don't have an update on this. He left the, la the game in the last 40 seconds. Um, on Monday and didn't look great. I don't expect him to play. So then there's an opportunity if he doesn't play and Jared Vanderbilt Bar doesn't play, that the artist formerly known as Torian Prince starts and has an opportunity at minutes. Maybe they go with a Kogi there. That's possible. Maybe they dust off Jake Lehman. Lol. Um, but there's an opportunity for Prince. And then Malik Beasley, who put up an all-time Tony Snell last game, 19 minutes for zero stats. In fact, he took just one shot in that time, which was in the last couple of seconds of his uh, of his time on the court, which was frustrating because he would have had an absolute all-timer with zeros literally everywhere. Beasley had been playing big minutes prior to that, but on a healthy team, which they're not, on a healthy team, I don't think he plays enough. But if McDaniels and Vanderbilt miss, that means he'll probably play a little bit of Edwards at the four, meaning some more for Beasley, who could become a streamer, but on a day like today, I wouldn't bother with him. 
I'd rather drop him to get a Magic or a Pistons guy onto my team. The Thunder and the Spurs. The Incantation, Olivier Saar. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. They started him over Isaiah Roby last game. Roby played 10 minutes, Saar played 32. Now, Saar didn't do a huge amount. But if that's the minutes distribution we're going for, then he's interesting. He can block shots. He can rebound. I wouldn't, you know, add, again, it's a shit day for streaming. I wouldn't look to stream and they play Wednesday, Friday. Shit days. But Saar is someone to watch to see whether he is going to get an extended run at starting center. Aaron Wiggins returns. What does that mean for Pokashevsky? What does it mean if Shea Gildas-Alexander is out? Because Shea is questionable with ankle soreness, which would absolutely help Baisley and Mann and Wiggins and Poku. They'd probably lose by 50, but it would help them gain some value. So we want to see where Wiggins and Saar and Mann and Baisley and Poku will look. I think Baisley and Mann are probably 12-teamers at the moment. Wiggins is a 14-teamer. Poku is probably a 12-teamer. For the Spurs, Dougie McDirt will be out. I think they'll go to Josh Richardson again, who has some 14-team league appeal, especially for steals. That helps Lonnie Walker in terms of streaming in for points, but neither Richardson nor Walker are 12-team league guys as a must situation. While Keldon Johnson was excellent last game, we know that he has massive inconsistency problems. He can score big. He's he's not inconsistent in defensive stats because you just never get them. But he'll have these big scoring nights or these horrendous scoring nights. But he has been much better over the last six to eight weeks. See if he keeps it going against the Thunder team. I think he will. I think he'll be pretty good in this um, in this matchup. The next one we look at is the Bulls and the Jazz. Io Desunmu wasn't particularly good from him last time out with Levine and Caruso both playing. I would still hold on to Desunmu, but we're going to get an indication again as to where his minutes hit. If he's a 30-minute-a-night guy, he's a very fringe 12-team league guy. He was getting by on 36 minutes, but if it's 30, it's going to be tough. I also want to watch the um, the rabbit hunter, Alex Caruso. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. His second game back was rough. Realistically, if he's not getting steals and he's not playing 28, he's going to be hard to roster. I think you do want to hold him for now, but he's not that good of a player. He's not that high of an upside guy where you absolutely have to have him. So just watch to see what he's able to provide here. Um, For the Jazz, they've got some injury concerns. Boyan Bogdanovich is out again with that calf injury. Daniel House Jr. is out again. So who's going to start? Rudy Gay again? Probably. Maybe Gay has some stream value. And then Royce O'Neal produced some decent numbers. Hopefully, he's able to get the minutes up again and the production up with those guys out. I think he's got a chance to, and this does really help his value. And in fantasy playoffs, Royce O'Neal's steadiness does really help your squad. Tell what else helps your squad? Bilt Bar. Because Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Have you had one? If you haven't, I don't know what you're waiting for. You can just get onto built.com and you can order a box now. What they are are protein bars that are low in carbs, low in calories, low in fat, low in sugar, but high in protein. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories. What a great combination that is. It's like super high Keldon Johnson scoring attempts, super low Keldon Johnson defensive stats. Calories are defensive stats. Protein is scoring. I could put Jordan Clarkson's name in that mix as well. There's so many great flavors, and there's puffs as well. Have you tried them? The protein-infused marshmallowy goodness. So get to builds.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get yourself boxes of Built Bar. You won't regret it. 
Built Bar is built different. Let's look at the Bucks and the Kings. Brooke Lopez, second game back, played his minutes. That was fine. I don't think he's a 12-team league guy. I, I've been pretty clear on that. Let's see what he is able to do. I'm more interested in what his minutes are going to be and how that impacts Punch Bob and how they run you know, Serge Barker in that mix as well. Because Portis' last couple of games have been rough. I would still hold Portis, even though he has been playing over his head basically all season. And if he moves to a 27-minute-a-night guy, maybe he becomes a drop. He's not there yet, and we're definitely holding him. But we want to see that uh, interplay between Lopez and Portis. How much they play together is also important. Well, for the Kings, against his former team, will the big Ragu get another opportunity to start? I bloody hope so. His minutes were confusing. 34, that's sick. 27, great. 12 and 17. Alvin Gentry, what are you doing? And then Holiday was out, so he played 35. This is what I mean where it's you know, frustration or lack of logic doesn't sit to me. Holiday in the game against the Jazz played nine minutes, had to leave early due to illness, so DiVincenzo played 17. And then the next game, he played 35. That doesn't add up. But I don't care because DiVincenzo showed that he should be starting, I think. He's absolutely more of a part of their future. They're losing every game. So I don't know what you play. That's not true. They beat the Bulls. They're losing a lot and they're not going to make the playoffs. So why are we trying to develop 31-year-old Justin Holiday? Let's see what DiVincenzo can do. And I hope Elvin Gentry has the same mindset. I also want to watch Rashawn Holmes because he played just 10 minutes last game. Metu played more. He was back in as the backup center over Damian Jones. He even played a couple of minutes next to Sabonis. He just seems checked out. I, I more just want to watch to see you know, what he looks like. Um, yeah, Because he even before the trade, he was struggling. Is he a chance to be a starter on another team next season? I'm losing hope on it. I'd like him to be. I'm just losing some hope. Celtics Warriors. Um, Al Horford, we know, has been great, putting up fantastic numbers. He's doing that on the back of some really good shooting and some really, really good defensive numbers. Is there a way for that to keep up? Can the Warriors, who have been pretty harmful to big men in the past and really can limit what they do? Let's see how that impacts Horford. Well, Derek White, that is maybe a chance for White to get some more minutes. If they do have some or create issues for Williams and Horford, then we get a little bit more Derek White. I don't bank on it, and I don't think White should be held in 12-team leagues. But let's see if anything changes here. Well, for the Warriors, Johnny Kaminga, Started last game with Wiggins out due to illness. At this point, Wiggins is questionable for this game. Um, Gary Payton is out. James Wiseman is out. Can Kaminga continue to get high 20s in minutes, even with Draymond Green back? Draymond will be on limited minutes for a little bit of time. But what does Kaminga's playing time look like, especially if Wiggins is healthy and ready to go? The last game of the day we're going to look at is the Raptors and the Clippers. Scotland Barnes has been playing at a really high level, really crushing it without OG Ananobi. Let's see if that continues. I think it will. I also want to watch Fred Van Vliet in his minutes, but also Precious Achua, who started the last two games, the big sneeze. Good minutes last game, good defensive stats, horrible field goals. But that was the first time he's gone over 30 in weeks, if not months. Yep, the game before that, he started and played 21. So I wouldn't say that we're rushing to add Achua, but we're definitely watching to see what the playing time looks like in comparison to Boucher and Young and Birch. But it was definitely a good sign of progression. For the Clippers... They should get Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, and Robert Covington back. Do they keep starting Amir Coffey over Terrence Mann? If they do, you don't want either of them because Coffey's not good enough and Mann probably needs those 30 minutes. So how they distribute those minutes there is going to be really key. Well, Luke Kennard's on a nice little hot streak. 
30 minutes in three of his last four games, scoring well. He can be a three-point streamer. He offers very little else, and he is hot and cold. So I wouldn't bother adding him for this day especially. But we want to see if he's able to maintain that high 20s to low 30s in playing time. In terms of stream options, if you do somehow have a roster spot for Wednesday, we're looking at Drew Eubanks, Trey Mann, Danilo Gallinari, Isaiah Hartenstein, Dante DiVincenzo, Maxi Kleber, Nico Batum, Grayson Allen, Anyeka Kongwu, and Lonnie Walker. For deeper formats, Joshie Richardson, Taylor Horton Tucker, Bones Highland, Corey Kispert, Amir Coffey, Zach Collins, Dwight Powell, Isaac Okora, CJ Allaby, and Rui Hachimura. And for points leagues, Trendon Watford, Alec Burks, Vassal, Brandon Williams, Beverly, Mann, Eubanks, Baisley, Quickly, and Plumley. And guys, that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.